Hi, and welcome to Phantasmal Farces Adventure Rise, where we delve into the world of entertainment and see if we can pull an adventure out of our arse. Our aim is to inspire and to show, so long as you look, almost anything can be a tabletop adventure. So don't be intimidated, and let's see what we can stitch together. I'm Alan, and I'm the forever GM McCastrix of a group of players in Wales. I love casting my fourth level arcane eye over stories and seeing how they translate into adventures. In this episode, we will be adventurizing Escape Room. Escape Room is a 2019 American psychological horror film. It stars Taylor Russell, Logan Miller, Deborah Ann Tyler Levine, and Nick Dodani. The film follows a group of people who are sent to navigate a series of deadly escape rooms. The film is based on the concept of the escape room, which is a room full of puzzles that must be solved in order for the room to be unlocked and for to leave. There was also a sequel, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, in 2021. Opinionize. So, good evening, Rod. How are we today? Salve, Alan. And well, thank you. Yeah. Salve. So where where are we today? Uh, we are early, 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 like first century um, Rome. Oh, okay. It's Latin. Somehow, I think I should have known that, but I also, if you at want... the same time, don't speak Latin. So why would I know it at the same time too? If you uh, if you watch plebs, you'll you'll see it being said quite often. Their landlord will often be like, "Salve, Grumio." Okay, I haven't actually seen that. It's a good film. You should. That's uh, a good program. You should. Cool. Well, so we're talking about escape room, and I think it should be just to clarify, we're talking about the film Escape Room from twenty nineteen. The one that has a sequel called Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Um, I like the first film, and I liked Tournament of Champions, though I like the first film much better. Tournament of Champions was basically like, hey, let's be the new Saw and pump out six billion of these that never end and have an increasingly more complicated mythology. Um, but you know, there's still there's still enough puzzle element that they that I enjoyed watching them. Uh, I have also seen the Escape Room film from tw- I think 2017, which is a very much more low budget affair. Um, that's still like a nice little brain puzzle thing, um, but it, it is a very low budget film. And I even started to watch. There's another film called Escape Room, but it started off with a possessed demonic cube or something and i was like no so i was oop. um but yeah no i like escape room and i think it's also worth pointing out um you know i enjoy um escape rooms the the thing that you know the thing you do in in real life with your with your buddies in meat space um not quite a perfect record i d- don't know do you have a perfect record rod i i do at the minute yes yeah, whereas I'm let down by one. There is one escape room I've tried out of... I'm pretty sure I'm in the 20s now of escape rooms I've done. Uh, one has has defeated me. And on that, uh, on that note, uh, what's your opinion on escape room? And yeah, I think it, 
to a certain extent we're we're going to be discussing escape rooms as a concept as well as the film as well i i have a feeling we we won't be able to leave that out will we not particularly no um but yeah a decent pair of films i haven't seen the uh the other two that you've mentioned or at least not the the demonic uh magic box um the other one may i may have seen but it's all it's all one into one big blue at the minute um agreed the first film was certainly better the second one did seem not so much cobbled together but certainly weaker um and a little bit more convoluted it, it, it there was multiple ways, possible multiple ways of trying to escape the escape room. And it did, it, it just, uh, I don't know, it just, it was a bit silly in that point. But um, yeah, my, my true favorite, favorite though is, um, my true favorite though is Fibonacci Room. I, I really enjoyed that one. I think it's in Italian. You mean Fermat's Room? Yes. Yeah, that one as well. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, Spanish, I think. Okay, but uh, yeah, foreign language film is an escape room um, if uh, in, in, of sorts. It's it's a good film. It's one of my favourites. I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, like yourself, I'm a fan of actual escape rooms that like we can find all around the country. The next planned one is probably going to be the Warhammer 40,000 themed one in Nottingham. Um, cannot wait to try that one, see what it's all about. Maybe go dressed up as a something probably my if i was to ever live in the 40k universe i would imagine i'm just some sort of nameless cog in a manufactorum just pushing buttons day in day out very monotonous live and die by that um but yeah there's there's lots of different ways of doing it as well now there's there's the the box games unlock yes and yeah. um is it called escape room was it is it called um is one called there's one called Exit, but I think Exit. there is a I think there is a set called Escape Room, or they might be called Escape the Room. Yeah, there's there's the Exit ones. I enjoy the um, we've done a couple of those ones, but I do like the the uh, Unlock one as well. They're quite good. The one with the app and things like that. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you with what you say there as well. It's it's to to follow the 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 Escape Room plot is to basically put people in there to die. Uh, I don't know. You could do so much better with it um, than just that. So, yeah, it, it's to, it, we'd be considering escape rooms as a concept uh, to be included in a maybe a current game or something like that, yeah. Mechanize. Okay. Give the people what they want. And by people, I mean me. Where are we sticking the players in this one? They're going to be the participants slash escapees, aren't they? I can't see the players having a good time trying to make or devise this death trap escape room. You know, a room by committee is going to be boring, um, and it's going to leave less for creative types to, to actually, um, or people who aren't the creative type to actually participate with. And then what? You've, you know, you've devised this escape room. Great. You're going to try and market it. You know, it's... It, it wouldn't work. So, yeah, it, it would probably be playing as the participants willing or otherwise in, in the escape room. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any way to make making the room a fun experience. Because like you said, they set up the room and then what? 
is is the GM just saying to go, oh, and here's a whole load of NPCs that go through your escape room. Let me talk, you know, for 20 minutes about how they all can't figure out the first room and die. Um, yeah, the DM will roll a couple of dice. You manage to succeed in slaying the participants. So what? Yeah, so they, you've definitely got to be the the part you've got to be the participants yeah i agree yeah so this one is like i say i mean the reasons for being there is the sort of the open-ended one it could just be an escape room that you're trying for fun i mean why you would have a side quest or a distraction like that is is entirely up to yourself um well i guess you could have the similar not quite the same but you know the kind of classic trope of you know your uncle's dead He's left you a house. If you can spend one night in his haunted house, it's yours. You know, you could do a variation on that, that as in, instead of stay the night in a haunted house, if you can solve his puzzle room, you win his house. Yeah, so there's lots of different ways of, of bringing it to, to life and, and into being. Um, the harder part, though, really, is to, to actually implement it. I would say, actually coming up with the um, the actual conceiving of the puzzles. It's it's easy enough to accommodate an escape room. You know, in a fantasy setting, it's just a dungeon with booby traps, you know? You, you were already part of walking through the dungeon, so it, it makes kind of sense that you would be there in the first place. Or a creepy mansion, you know? Um, contemporary, similar. Abandoned warehouse, an actual escape room that goes a little sour. Um, or again, a creepy mansion. Uh, as for the future, however far away, pretty much again the same. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the actual conception of conceiving the puzzles, because that's going to be the hardest part. Because it's, yeah. it's not just your... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you don't want it to be like... Um, although they're great video games... Uh, Resident Evil, I don't know if you've played them, but a lot of their puzzles are just, there is an object somewhere, find that object, put it in the hole, the door opens. And being that, that kind of works well in um, like computer games, but I think having to just randomly, you know, as in, oh, so you've got to go across the room to get the item to come back. It, doing that constantly and that being the only puzzle element of finding, effectively finding keys for doors, that's a bit boring. You don't have to say a bit. I think everyone is in agreement with that, but maybe once or twice, but to be continuously doing that is very, very boring. Um. Yeah, you could, but I mean, for me, you could borrow from the actual escape rooms that you've experienced. Um, finding, for example, finding a certain magnetic chip that places itself on a specific part of a, of a, a game board. Um, but, you know, to unlock then, or because that's how most of these things were working is that it was a mechanized, a, a magnetized, excuse me, door. And once that was, it, the door would just pop open. If you hadn't noticed, that's your problem. But yeah, the doors would pop open and things like that. Um, so there's that. That's um, a, so I've got a question kind of on that. How important for the escape room feel are props 
like so you say you have the the magnetized board would you if you were as a player or as a gm would you be wanting to give the players like a um a magnetized board maybe that you've put like another magnet on so that when they put it on the right spe- space it clicks or something or or do you think that that works equally as well in the kind of verbal description kind of way i guess there is the third thing of is you could do it over a virtual uh tabletop obviously cuz cuz of covid and stuff people use them a lot more so there is the virtual way as well but would you be looking for a prop or do you think that the traditional pen and paper can also like also works for that or would you want props um there's nothing wrong with maybe combining the two for argument's sake so for example quickly drawing a sketch of the board and what the symbols may be and what the chips and the symbols on those chips may be um because to actually have props would mean that you've dedicated time and resources to build these props for possibly a single use they may never see the light of day again so that it's a bit of a time and money sink just for that i would have said um so yeah you know there's nothing wrong with having a visual aid at the table if you you still play in the real world um but yeah a, a hastily cobbled together you know scribble on a piece of paper in my opinion is just as good um to be honest with you okay uh yeah it, it, like i say the, the things like that magnetized doors will will pop open you find a key to unlock certain doors hidden walls may slide aside um secret bookcases may pop open there's nothing wrong then with adding false clues and, and red herrings or, or dead ends that you have to come back from or maybe even an unsolvable game just to lead your characters where you need them. There's nothing wrong with making something so difficult that they have no other choice but, but to go for the, the more easier of the two options. Um, the hardest part then again then on top of that is where do you make, if we're following the film that is, where do you make these deadly because these are not just any obstacles to get you to the next room these are traps to snuff your life out that was something i was going to ask actually because just to backtrack a little bit because you said like if you move the puzzle piece to the right place the route the door goes click but you don't notice it would you um because obviously if we use D D as an example D&D, you have passive perception. So would you have a, would you be setting out a value in your mind of the noise that the door makes? So rather than going, oh, when you move it here, roll a perception test, because everyone then goes, oh, okay, so something happened, but do we know it? Would you just be anyone with a passive perception of 12 or higher will hear the door pop? And if so, my next question would be, what if everyone has a passive perception below 10 and they don't notice? Would you just leave them to eventually find the door and open it? Or would you want to give, you know, kind of throw them a bone? You could throw them a bone. It depends. I mean, ultimately, if that's the only solution to that particular problem, um, they may very well 
in their panic, eventually find the solution just through looking around and, and maybe retracing their steps, for example. If they're all in one room, the eventuality of them finding this open door is is, is pretty high. Um, so you'd leave it open for the fact that they could have solved the puzzle, not realise they've solved the puzzle, and then find the open door and still you'd be okay with them not knowing how they actually managed to get through the room. Yeah, that would be. We've oftentimes done that ourselves in our own um, in our own uh, gaming at, at actual locations. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind me. I've. We've. In my opinion, I've actually done ones where I've just literally um, blundered my way through them without even actually finding the solution. It just happened, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. That's just actually reminded me because I don't know if you remember this because I think. But anyway, the first escape room I ever did, I don't know if it was yours, you were actually there as well. Um, and it was, the idea was we were in a prison. I think it was called Alcatraz. Not the, not the, not the actual Alcatraz, but obviously the escape room was called Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I think you were, because obviously they, in that one, this specific one at yes, uh, place you get split into two groups, and I think, <laughs> I think, I think you were in the other room, weren't you? Yes, I remember exactly where you're going with this. Yes, we were split yeah. into two rooms. You and I were in opposite rooms. Yes, so myself and one of the people in the room I was pulled at a door, and it opened when it wasn't supposed to. Um, we don't. Re- I don't believe we gave it that much of a yank, but it may very well be that I didn't give it much of a yank, but the other person did. It was, or it was ma- me. It was me. <laughs> was it? I thought it you were in the me. other room. Okay. Yeah, I escaped the other room, so you pulled from one end, I pushed from the other. Okay, then there was three people doing the door then. I just there remember two, the row was, we had. <laughs> there was there was two people on on like from inside as well. So. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so maybe it was just a combination of three people being like, oh, well, I won't, don't want to do it too hard. And it just it just added up to a fair bit of pressure. Or maybe we weren't doing it as gently as we thought we were. Um, yeah. But that, here's, <laughs> here's my question is, so again, this depends because it, it, it's a kind of a thing with, you know, there's no wrong way to have fun. Uh, you... What would you do if the players decide, or, or how would you want to deal with, or would you just roll with it? Do you think it's something that needs to be discussed? Am I just worrying over something that isn't of any use? But Because um, like you say, when we force the door, guy comes in says, get back in the room, that's not actually how you solve it, etc. Yeah, well, that that's the thing here. I mean, if you do manage to brute force your way through it, uh, that's that's great. You've bought yourself a couple more minutes to maybe solve the, the whole room overall. But again, these are not just your everyday obstacles. It's not just, oh, you've got through a door, well done. You know, the, the room is flooding. There, there are lasers swishing back and forth. Um, what else have we seen? So you uh, would say that basically... Brute forcing your way out is acceptable because it's all about it, survive. You, you're viewing it of 
survival's more important than the 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 beautiful solution. It's about surviving. Yeah, it, when it comes to this sort of thing, we're not just doing an escape room. We're doing the film escape room where they had to escape to survive. Um, but at the same time, they not so necessarily can be punished for it, but there are ways then, for example, the door may be electrocuted, and that is the puzzle they need to solve. There's no brute force in through something you can't necessarily touch. Yeah. Yeah, the deadly thing was a problem, I thought. And it's one of the things that you, in most games, will have to throw out. Because most people aren't interested in... Well, they aren't interested in something designed to kill them. Uh, well, that's a bit wrong. As in, but they're not. It might they might be interested in something designed to kill their characters, but lots of people don't want to play a game designed to kill the, the you know at the player level. They want it to be dangerous for the characters, but they don't want it to be just okay. I roll a new character. I roll a new character. Some people like that, but a lot of people don't. But also as well, the elimination side, because basically if you get knocked, if you die in the first room, all your friends are playing the playing the lovely adventure while you're just sat there. That is true. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I kind of think that the the deadly. So it either has to be a one shot where you say, look, some of you are going to die and have something set up so that other people can you know if they don't want to um listen in and 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 hear along because that's the thing as well is i know some people like listening and hearing the stories there won't be a lot of this doesn't to me give a lot of interesting story it's just a series of challenges that either people are successful with or it kills a few of them so if you're doing that, have it somewhere where if someone is killed within the first five minutes and they want to go watch TV, it should be somewhere where they can do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Then that's fair enough. But yeah, so like I say, I mean, making them deadly from what you've said is, is maybe an optional uh, point you, but uh, certainly having to conceive the room and put the puzzles in it, that would be a hard part. So you can always borrow from actual escape rooms that you've experienced. Um, the ones that we've gone to had a lot of use of, of black lights or UV lights. And in fact, that was probably one of the hardest ones that we ever encountered because the answer that was written in UV pen was so well hidden in the first place. Remember it was in the fan? Yeah, I do. I knew I knew exactly what you were on about when you said that. Absolute nightmare. So yeah, it 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 can be frustrating at that point, but you know that's no one's fault. Them, our own for not happening to look. It was inevitably the last place we looked, but it was it, it was by chance we'd managed to actually solve the puzzle, and it was just by chance then by baffing around with the UV light that we happened to see it glowing, um, because yeah, there's there's often chances where you can have it's a four digit combination you've got three digits so it's only 10 more tries you've got to make 
starting at zero, going all the way up to nine, eventually you're going to hit the right number. So you may not get the elegant sort of beautiful solution if you're you're willing to cut that corner, which I have in the past. You know, if you're timed and certainly if survival is on the line, I'm happy to cut that corner. Um, but yeah, it's drawing inspiration, really, then I was thinking there's lots of sources, you know, Tomb Raider. Yes, yep. a lot of it is dragging here A to B and, and pushing this down on a certain lever and blah, blah, blah. But uh, it works. Why not? Um, yeah. They did something yeah. similar with um, with uh, Escape Room Thingy of Champions in the vault, the, the game vault there. Yes. Where, uh, certain buttons would could be stepped on and certain ones couldn't. Um, Skyrim springs to mind. I can't remember what cave it is, but you have there's certain symbols um and you have to twist um statues to match the symbols in the certain sequence that they're meant to be yeah though uh when you mentioned tomb raiders well, for some reason that's they're not very similar games but they have a a slight similar in that they've got puzzles that you could kind of do but they are like you say they're a bit um, more suited to the video game thing, but uh, Zelda, I was going to say. Zelda games have got the same kind of move things to the right place to make a, a connection and all that stuff. So that, that's another, that one is also in my head now of something you can steal from. Um, so it's like a sequence of flashing lights to, to be done in order of a, of a keypad. Like uh, Simon Says, if anyone out there remembers a toy by Hasbro, I believe, called Simon Says, where it would it had four numbers, uh, four lights, um, in each side of its circle, and it would it would go boop boop boop, and then you had to push them back in order, uh, and then it would give you another one with four lights, and then you would push that back in order and give you five lights, and so on and so forth. It would always add one more and more on top of that. Um, or, yeah. or if if you were from the nineties and therefore more radical, bop it. You'd have you'd have bop it, yeah, dirty bop it. <laughs> um so yeah there's there's that one uh another one which came from again the bank vault scene in um uh champion of champions the game of games charlie mcdennis yeah. uh yeah. would be like several thin sheets of paper that went overlaid reveal the full image of the map so yeah being again this is where you could really not so much punish people but it's where you could catch people looking to sort of cut corners out because if you're missing a page you could lead to issues and maybe a more deadly room beyond that um so it would make it would mean that you need to collect them all um but yeah that's that's the that's there's lots of different ones i mean other ones using actual um the the unlock games that we've played there's there's lots of different ways of doing that find and it's not as simple as going uh add club to head equals the solution it's it's add club to the motor to get it to actually be some sort of cog to turn the wheel to blah 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 so yeah it's uh there's there's, there's simple things like that like it's not so much finding the cog for the crank it's it's a case of having to keep hold of it as well. You might discard it and then you have to go back through several different rooms to get to it. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that as well. And I think this one is similar to when we were discussing mysteries in Jonathan Creek, um, the Jonathan Creek episode. This creates a debate of player skill versus character skill when it comes to puzzles, because are the puzzles 
real puzzles that the players themselves are expected to solve, or are they in-universe in fictional challenges that can be resolved by dice rolls, uh, spells, you know, uh, basically character skill, i.e. can it be solved with a roll of a dice or the, or the game's mechanics? And similar again to the, to the mystery thing is I like puzzles and I wouldn't want to solve it via dice roll and my character's skill. I would want, if someone presented me with a puzzle, a bit like when we discussed with feeling shortchanged at a, a mystery being solved on a dice yeah. roll, if someone gives me a puzzle, I want to solve it as a player. But is that, is, you know, that's me personally. And also as well, is that something that should be in a tabletop game? Or if I want to solve puzzles, should I play a computer game or, you know, uh, play, you know, go to a real escape room? Because um, I think to a certain extent, puzzles are something that is kind of more suited to actual escape rooms and board games where you're not being a character because they take me out of the the fictional world because if you give me a puzzle i then but go back to being myself trying to solve the puzzle um it's uh, it's, in, it's uh it's inevitable that that would happen and i wouldn't i wouldn't expect that from to to try and stay in character while you're sort of trying to number crunch or whatever the case is so yeah i, I wouldn't uh i wouldn't expect that any other way to be honest with you yeah, so I was going to say that I think puzzles are something like this where it is just puzzle after puzzle after puzzle kind of aren't necessarily what people play tabletop games for. Um, so it can be a nice diversion to have a puzzle se session in a long campaign. But yeah, part of me is is kind of that this over, like a heavy reliance on puzzles almost doesn't work however i do think that you could take several puzzles from escape rooms you've been in and stuff and sprinkle them through your campaign um so that they'd be more notable by the fact they're not um you know clumped together i think i think that's i'm coming to the conclusion that i think that's where i would take inspiration is i wouldn't make the escape room but i take elements of it for puzzles when i want puzzles because um i think puzzles are and i don't know how to spell this or say this properly and i don't also i also don't really know what it means but my thought was is that basically puzzles should be in a moose bouche not the main course like you know something nice to to give you a little taste of something different but not your meat and potatoes i don't know if uh, are you are you aware if I've used that correctly or not? Uh, it's it's like a, an appetizer, isn't it? Isn't it yeah, French? I think so. I think it's French. Well, I'm pretty sure it's French, but I think it's like an appetizer, and that's kind of what I mean. I think the puzzle should be a nice little flavour outside of your 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 meat and potatoes that is your TTRPG, your, because it's not quite the same 
thing. I don't go to I I go to a TTRPG to fight dragons and and be a, a warlock or whatever. And once I'm solving puzzles, I go back to being Alan again rather than Bimbar the Barbarian. Bimbar Barbarian, man. Yeah. As you can see, I was prepared for this and and spent hours on that name. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's oh, was it Boblin the Goblin? Boblin, Boblin the, Goblin. the Goblin, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I don't I don't know what your thoughts on that. Of that, I think too many puzzles, and it's kind of actually let's just do as escape room guys, or you know, even if it's one out of the box, it's like too many puzzles, and it's I don't know. It's it's I think puzzles. I like puzzles. But they're not something I would be do, doing. So I think, I, I think I'd avoid. I know we're talking about doing the escape room game, but I think I would keep them in my back po- pocket as puzzle ideas rather than stack them together. Um, to go back a couple of steps, then with regards to player skill versus character skill, yeah, I I would. I wouldn't begrudge anyone to slip into player skill mode because that's inevitably what I would be doing. I try not to obviously meta play and whatnot, but I would certainly be in the moment as myself trying to ask the GM for information about the room that I'm in to try and solve it myself. Um, If you are, you know, uh, uh, Barbie the Barbarian and your intelligence is four then, yeah, you're going to have a bad time, basically, because if you were playing it in character, you're still going to be scratching your head, but maybe Barbie or Barbarian has a clutch moment, so I wouldn't I wouldn't um, begrudge the player from participating, even though they may want to dumb it down and or maybe even withhold information that they may have spotted. It depends on how, you know, you see it. Um, I can see what you mean by wanting to do the whole thing over and over again, but that draws us back then to maybe um, the Agamemnon's puzzle essay on the Funtime D and D website. Okay, I'm not familiar was, with this. What was what was the Jonathan Creek thing? Uh, the Alexandrian. That's what I said. Yeah, it's exactly what. I said. Uh, okay, I thought. Uh, I'm disappointed now. I thought there was this this new fun article I'd get to read. No, the Alexandrian puzzle by uh, Dean Schaefer, isn't it? I don't know his real name. I'm presuming it's Alex something. Okay. Uh, well, if it is Dean Schaefer, I just guessed that, so pat them back to me. But, um, yeah, I, if you want to keep it separate, that's, that's all for you. Um, but if you're playing a one-shot of an escape room or you're in the... I mean, I haven't played it yet, but the I'm sure the the mage, what's it called, the dungeon of the mad mage or the maze of the mad mage. Uh, so the dungeon of, or I've got mountain in my head. Is it? Yeah, the, the mad mage one. It's the after. It's the I almost said afterbirth. Then it's it's the, the sequel or the second part of the the heist that came out in 2019. I want to say. I think that's right. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I, I, not playing it, maybe there are lethal traps in that as well. I mean, most traps are going to be lethal. They're not there to, you know, it's not a tickling trap, is it? Unless you're, like, deathly allergic to it. Um, you've, just made, you've just made me think, yeah. Um, but obviously a classic, and I'm surprised I didn't think of this before, obviously a classic deadly trap uh, fest is Tomb of Horrors. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's nothing wrong with having these these deadly traps, not even peppered, but just constantly. I mean, obviously over a shorter period of time. So you don't want to have every single room you go to in an already maybe established dungeon that you have in mind. If it's a thirty, you know, thirty um, rooms long, you don't want every single one of them. But maybe make the first five or six or seven like ridiculously deadly. The rest then are just trapped. To have people on their tours, um, I wouldn't make all thirty. So yeah, maybe not a f- the full thing, unless it's a one shot. In which case, you've got yeah, pretty much an in-game hour to to escape or whatever. Then that's fair enough. But again, you could do that as part of your your campaign. It's just as it says in the the Champion of Champions. Um, if you didn't see them die. Did they really die? Yes, the characters sat out for a while, but they may have survived if anyone survives long enough to actually succeed the overall experience. So it's not a full true character death either. You know, it, there's lots of different ways around that in and of itself. Um, yeah. But yeah, in my opinion, I wouldn't rule off a, a, an entirely sort of escape room um uh, scenario then um, but yeah if you want to pop pepper them through pepper them through you're a big boy now do what you want no. yeah so speaking of timing I did think about the puzzles from the films um, and thought and one that I thought was a good example when I watched it was the acid rain puzzle from the sequel Tournament of Champions that was probably that's probably my favourite room from either film even though i prefer the first film um but then i realized something that is quite not hard to create but something that you need to think about is passage of time so would you run every room in initiative because obviously minor spoiler um there is a room uh where every certain amount of time uh, acid rain comes out of the sprinklers. Uh, there are certain places around uh, the area that are safe. So you've got to solve the puzzle in between run into the safe areas. So would you do the whole thing in initiative and like every six turns it squirts rain? Or oh, you could, you, know... you could, you, there's nothing wrong with, uh, although it is a, a, a very gauche and taboo thing to do, but there's nothing wrong with having your phone at the table popping a 10 minute timer on there because that's the key to that one. Uh, if you're particularly going to follow the film, is the next puzzle isn't to escape, the next puzzle is to provide yourself with shelter because the previous shelter melted in the acid rain. So you're having then to open the next bit of shelter and the next bit of shelter and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, there's nothing wrong with having 10 minute bursts of trying to escape the acid rain until you actually escape the room. Yeah, it's just I think that that's very hard to balance because 
you want it to feel like there's not enough time but you don't want to limit time so much that it becomes frustrating because it's like well how will we you know if you give people too little time they'll be like well how are we supposed to do anything you know we ba we barely had time to say our names yeah. and that's that was something i thought is a problem with most of the puzzles from both films is that a lot of them rely on uh being able to get that timing right because obviously in a film you know they plan it all out so the timing is done perfectly with a with a game you want it to be tense but with enough kind of slack so that people can play within it uh and i thought that was a very difficult thing to to get right i could see falling foul i.e making it way too easy one minute going oh i'll readjust and making it a completely you know a complete tpk the next i do realize that's something that you've got to do with any encounter but i did think that where it's so time-based created challenges that aren't normally that important in a or in a regular encounter or they are but there's other things you can do like for example if you're defending a civilian you know the civilian has health so the timer is established it's it's effectively the civilian's health it's how do you put these timers on things in a way that feels fair when they're not something that you'd naturally have in the game maybe then in that case uh to go back yeah i wouldn't i would in my opinion i wouldn't try and do it in initiative order because people might feel that they wouldn't be able to speak until it was their turn as well so or you may find that so while it, it doesn't give you the time constraint and everyone's maybe a little less panicked you may have gone the other way instead and made things a little bit too laser fair as well so i would maybe go with the timer and as a resolution to what you've pointed out then is overcompensate think it's going to take five give them ten and then spring part two on them with the tweaks because you've sat down and you've, you've you've noticed oh they did that in eight minutes so you tweak it instead then and give them maybe eight minutes ten seconds seven and a half minutes instead depends on how cruel you want to be they may have already encountered these puzzles, so they have an idea of how to actually complete them. Maybe you've t tweaked a few things and changed a few things so that it's not that they're having to look for the green grocer shop. Instead, it's the Frutras or another type of shop, uh, just to use the acid rain example, because they were sh taking shelter under the canopies. Um, Haberdashery. Babadashery or an apothecary. It depends on tanners. It depends on your setting, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, I would maybe make it easy on the first time around and then, unbeknownst to them, round two, 
doesn't have to be in the same game, doesn't have to be in the same month of real play time. It could be months and months and months later on down the line. But then keep a note of how well they performed and then tweak accordingly for the second one then. So like I say, give the, you don't even have to really change it. Yes, the, in the sequel of the film, they changed pretty much every single one of them they did. And some of them were pretty crap, in my opinion. The The weird sort of... The, the bedroom, the attic bedroom one, that was... With the gas pipe. With the gas pipe. I don't think the gas pipe was meant to be there, I don't think. I don't I think... I'm not even sure if that, that was just... That was someone going off script, as it were. I don't think that was a solution to to the, the particular... Because I think it was meant to be that person died and that was the that was the ticking clock for the decision to be made. I don't yeah. think that person was ever meant to survive. Um but yeah, you can always, you know, you don't have to come up with exactly separate rooms. They could be exactly the same. So the feeling of familiarity is there so that you can then tweak the times and ratchet up the tension that way. And actually changing things along the way so that they may be looking for a different thing inside the very same room that they've been in maybe previously. You know, there's nothing wrong with revisiting certain things. It's like, oh, no, we've got to go back to this place now. Oh, someone set up shop in that in that dungeon. We've got to go back in and clear it out. And then people are like, oh, I remember going through that one. <laughs> you as the GM then can just smile and go, I remember it also. And put the clock on the table. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. In my but opinion. yeah, yeah, the only one, the only one that I thought could kind of work pretty much as is from both films was again from the second one uh the and you've mentioned it as well the bank one where there's tiles and you can only stand on certain tiles but there's clues around the room of which tiles you can you can stand on yeah and that, that one i think you could lift pretty directly yeah i mean again setting specific sci-fi could use lasers uh I'm not sure about contemporary. Do we actually have the ability to have lasers that cause like severe damage to people? Do we have that yet? It, when you say contemporary, that would depend on how realistic. Because yes, we can do it. Would they be able to be hidden in 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 the way they're hidden in? Because basically, they'd have to be incredibly high power. So these things are huge, then, are they? <laughs> I don't know if they're huge, but obviously they draw a lot of power. They probably, I imagine they probably make, you know, the some sort of noise. I don't know enough about high-powered lasers to say for definite, but I'm basically saying it is possible, but I don't think it would be... If you were doing, like, a a, a realistic, it would, be, it would be a bit out of place. But if you're doing, like, a more James Bondy type thing where it's kind of the real world but it's a bit kind of you know what's what's the word it's like it's like it's more it's more it's hyper real it's more it's you know it's everything's kind of amped up yeah. uh um, if you're doing like a james bond kind of thing yeah ha have deadly lasers i mean they had deadly lasers in james bond in the 60s didn't they so yeah um for um for a fantasy feel, there's nothing stopping you from maybe having poison darts at regular intervals or some form of spell of some sort, you know, something like that. Um, what maybe seems like light to, you know, a beam of light actually turns out to be something entirely different. You know, you could, you could, you could twist reality to your own ends on that front, you know. 
Um, but yeah, that that for, for some reason that particular one stuck in my head. I think it's because I would have. Hmm, I say I would have liked to have tried it, but I feel as though I may have, without the deadly aspect, enjoyed a particular escape room like that. Systemize. Okay, so this one is we've done a few of these where I don't think it really lends itself to any system in particular. Um, if such a system exists, I would say pick the system that is built to incorporate and support puzzles. However, and this is my hashtag hot take, uh, I don't think any tabletop RPG truly supports puzzles within the rules and the game. They're always something you kind of add from outside in. There aren't any games that... Uh, TTRPG games, that is. There are board games and computer games that are built for puzzles, but tabletop role-playing games don't... Uh, uh, like, don't support puzzles. They're always... A puzzle is always something you add in. Uh, I don't say, uh, and when I say that, I mean specifically puzzle as a puzzle. Because obviously people can make, can argue that, you know, like combat in, in a tactical game is a puzzle in itself. But that's not the same as solving a riddle, is, is kind of what I mean. I, when I mean puzzles, I mean the kind of puzzles you encounter in an escape room. I don't think any TTRPG has rules that really simulate that well um people can at us the twitter stuff is all in the the show notes if they disagree and i and i want you to if you think i'm full of shit tell me um oh we're gonna have to mark this one as not for children aren't we because i said a naughty word you did a no no yeah yeah um but yeah i'd say that no tabletop game is built for puzzles and this is a hill I'm willing to be mildly inconvenienced on. Did I, I added that into your show? I, 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 I was going to say, did I did I write that? Because I thought it was a great turn of phrase, but I was like, I don't remember. Figured right you that. wouldn't be willing to die on it. But <laughs> I think it's a hill you'd stand on and sort of just maybe slap a few people down from. Yeah, because I did see I did see that, and I was like, I don't remember writing that, but I might have done. I, so, but you're telling me that I had a a, a a I'm Ron Burgundy moment, as in I just read yes. what was on the on the teleprompter. Yes, you literally just read what was on the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> um, just for just for anyone listening, we don't literally have a teleprompter, but we do have um, a shared Google Doc of notes that we look at. So that was something that was added in. By Rod oh. to my to my side of the notes. This is how the sausage is made. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got nothing really to add to that. It, it all based on your setting. I've spoken in different terms of fantasy, contemporary, sci-fi. You know, if you're throwing it in mid-campaign into some pre-existing dungeon or something that you're already planning on going through, then um, yeah, it, you know, it, it all depends on what you're currently playing. Um, but yeah, lessons learned from previous episodes, though, would have been things like we've already raised, really, you know, can it be solved through sheer nous and, and um, mental fortitude than, than, say, can it be solved with magic? Or does it specifically need to be solved with magic? These things you need to maybe iron out and think of in advance 
can things yeah. be brute forced through? Can you can the steel bars be melted to escape from, or can, do they can they be pulled from the wall, or do they need to be slid out of the way using the specific sort of cog mechanism that you have there? You know, though uh, there is a game I've just thought of. Um, if seen as we haven't mentioned any system so far, uh, dread. But dread doesn't. Again, it doesn't. It isn't good for the puzzle aspect. But if you are doing the deadly aspect, as in like people die as you go along, dread is obviously a game where player death is an accepted part of the game. So if you're doing the deadly version, dread high. Dread is good for the deadly aspect, but again, it doesn't it doesn't add anything to the puzzle building aspect. Agreed. Summarize. Okay, this this one is kind of like a imperfect perfect storm for me. What do you mean by imperfect perfect storm, Alan? I hear you cry. Because um, the thing is, I enjoy unlo unlock games. I enjoy escape rooms. Uh, you know, I enjoy this film, Escape Room. I enjoyed the sequel. You know, I, I seeked out other films. I also enjoy Fermat's Room as well, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. The film. Yeah. Um, so I enjoy all that. You know, so I enjoy the the film. I enjoy real escape rooms, the things the films are based on. I like puzzles, so I like all the bits. But I think I'd like to keep it to those formats because if I GM this, I miss out on solving the puzzles, and that I would just be adjudicating and giving clues. But the bit I would find fun is solving the puzzles if i play it then it needs to be run by a gm who can provide a v like you said it's very hard and you know as in if they do want to go with a full escape room thing and, and make props it's very hard both in design and effort and time so it would be very hard for one person to pull off a really good escape room game, I believe. So I love all the elements, but I think ultimately I would use them as inspiration for the uh, the odd puzzle. puzzle. But in general, uh, I like the Offspring and Crawdad Man. Although I love all these different things, I will keep them separated. And... Uh... Although I've I've stated several times that it would be very hard for me to actually put together puzzles, um, for Jonathan Creek it's even harder because it's all got to come into a culmination. With this, it's sort of a short bursts, so you need less clues. It's, it can be a quite bit more direct. So I, I think I would be able to give it a go as a GM, um, and it can only get better with time. I would imagine. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just another one to add to the lengthening list of certainly one shots to play i wouldn't know if i'd throw it into a campaign myself but it's certainly going to be a one shot if we could ever sit down to get it done because I, th I think as well though although i've just basically spent five minutes saying how 
not that bothered. I still think I would give it a go either probably more as a player I'd give it a go. I might have a go at making one as a GM, but and this might end up making it a very enjoyable experience is that I'd be very wary going into it. I'd be like I'm not sure I I would go in thinking this probably isn't going to quite work. There's going to be something a bit off about it. And that low expectation may result in it being the best best damn game I ever play. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I would never say no if someone said, look, I've got this, it's basically TTRPG escape room. You in? I would go, yeah, I'm in. Son of a bitch. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just want to throw out there, say thank you very much to all of those people who voted um, for us to do the escape room uh, adventurize. There was a couple of options there, and the, the, the people have spoken. Yeah, and it was very, well, I personally did very much enjoy this topic, even if it sounds like I didn't. It doesn't have to be that you come away going, we want to do every one that we do. I mean, I'm sure eventually it's going to be a bit of a, a, a bad one where we find one that we simply can't adventurize into or systemize into, you know, so we'll, we'll keep trying until we do it. But yeah, no, I, I, I so yeah, I, I, I can only reiterate thank you to everyone who voted and if you did vote and were looking forward to this episode, I also hope you enjoy it. So, as usual, uh, Firestorm Games affiliate link in the um, show notes, all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, all that thing. Uh, and, I, and I think there's not much left to say, just to say thank you for listening, and uh, we'll you'll hear our voices again next week. So that was our episode on Escape Room. Hope you got some good ideas out of it. So next time you need something that inspires you, you won't just theorise, but adventurise. And if you do, please let us know. Um, all the social links to socials found in the show notes. And we'll catch you next time.